Hello, people out in the world today. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. DCI, I just tried to switch that up. <laughs> this is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far. Actually, let me think about it. This would be the beginning of the week. This is Monday, and we're talking about maturity. And you guys, this, I, you know what? I know it is not easy, okay? I'm feeling it right now in my life. So just understand that I completely empathize with you in this maturity process. It doesn't always feel good. Sometimes you just want to throw in the towel, uh, whatever, because different things just try to get in your way, you guys. And so I just want to talk to you guys today, empathize with you in that way. And then let's just break down what maturity is. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, certain characteristics of it and just to put a goal in our minds of what we're aiming for. And uh, we're going to talk about just maturity in Christ, you know, and we're going to put some words to it today, you guys. But before we get into it, let's just pray that the Lord will help us to, you know, continually have the heart and the resolve that we need to live this way every day, you guys, especially when you got your own real life going on. And I'm going to share some things with you guys that happened to me just this last week that, you know, kind of rocked this in me a little bit. It was little things, but just to show you guys I can relate to you, I'll probably be sharing that with you guys uh, probably on Thursday when we talk about boundaries and, uh, you know, just being real with you guys, relating to you, and at the same time sharing with you the things that the Lord is sharing with me in my life to help encourage you guys in your journey as well. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll just jump right into this episode. Uh, Father God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you, God, that we can boldly approach you at the throne of grace with everything that we got going on in our lives, Lord. We know, God, that we want to become mature. We want to grow in Christ. Lord, that's that's what you say the goal is, to be more Christ-like, Lord. But how do we put words to this, God? I feel like sometimes, Lord, you know, everybody says maturity in Christ, but there's no pathway for it. There's no words to it. It's just sort of this heavenly thing with no earthly implications, you know? And I pray, God, that you will help us to understand it today in a way that we can really grasp it in our life and have, you know, at least something we're aiming for, Lord. And that we will see how you're using the events of our lives to to bring this maturity into us, God. So we just ask for your insight and wisdom in our own lives of how you're doing this in us. And just give us the strength and the grace that we need to, you know, live like this every day. And have the joy, Lord, uh, you know, not to feel weighed down with it, but to just see, Lord, you know, this is just part of the process. And that we would just continue to praise you for all the work you've done in us up until this point that we can reflect back to where we were and we have made progress in our life. There has been things that you've set us free from. And uh, Lord, that we will just continually just walk in, in in the grace of that as well to give us hope for a greater, a greater future and, and greater change in our life, Lord. So we thank you for this time, God. I pray you'd bless it. Bless every single person out there listening to this podcast. And uh, we love you, Lord. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. And by the way, you guys, thank you for all my supporters out there. Um, it's been such a huge blessing to me. And I just thank you guys for uh, supporting this podcast. And the ones who've, you know, financially given me a few bucks for this podcast. It's such a blessing, you guys. And even if it's only a few bucks, right? What a blessing. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful, you guys. I really appreciate it. It, put, it puts fuel in my tank. You know, it really does. It, it's, it, uh, you know, just shows me that God's got me. He knows what's going on. And you guys, he's got you too in whatever you guys are doing. You know, the Lord knows what we want to accomplish in our life. He knows the plans that he has for us. He puts desires in our hearts, you guys, for certain things. And just know that as you go along this journey and you feel like, you know what, Lord, I don't even know if this is even going to work, that he is going to supply he is going to use people in your life to bless you. He is going to do all the things that need to be done as long as we just stay in this game. Okay. 
So let's talk about maturity, you guys. Let's talk about maturity in Christ. Now, I was thinking about this this morning and, you know, in the circle that I was in, and I'm just going to say the freaking, you know, the body at large, a lot of times they talk about maturity in Christ, but you don't really understand like what they mean by that. You know, it's like people would say, you know, I'm trying to be Christ-like. Okay, well, what does that look like? What are the characteristics of Christ? Let's talk about that. I got to be able to take a, uh, let me see here, a heavenly being, right? You know, as that's how we talk about Christ. You know, we know that he's perfect, but I think sometimes we forget that he really was in human flesh. And so because of that, we can extract some of the character traits that he had in him that we can actually put into our life as well. And, it, and when we put language to something, it helps you understand it so you can actually implement it in your life. What good is knowing statements like that if you don't know what it means? You guys get what I'm saying? And so I just was thinking about that today. You know, let's talk about maturity. Well, if you guys go to second Peter or no, is it first Peter five? He talks about, um, uh, at the very end, he goes, after you've suffered a little while, he goes in the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. After you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Okay. You guys, God's grace is supposed to result in these three things, strong, firm, and steadfast. That's the kind of person you're supposed to become. Now, you might be thinking, oh, well, I have to go through trials to get it. Um, What state were you in when you came to Christ? Did you not already have trials going on in your life when you came to him? Did you not already have burdens and struggles and pain and hurt and fear and anxiety and shame and condemnation and all the things that Christ's blood came to take away from your life and, and restore you in that way? So it's nothing new under the sun for you, okay? You're The things that you've, you've gone through, you're, you know, they can be used now to leverage you in a way, right? You don't have to stay stuck in that. You don't have to stay hopeless. You know, it's like, I was thinking about this over the weekend too. It's like, you know, when you're, when you get physically sick with something, right? And your body gets sick, it sucks, right? You're tired and you're, and you're laid out. However, your body is able to recognize what came in that hurts you. And now it has a, a, a plan to fight. So when that thing tries to come at you again, you know how to take care of it. Same thing in real life. The things that happen to us, you guys, they're supposed to now equip us for the sake of knowing how to fight it so we can teach other people how to fight. Okay? So you're supposed to be able to leverage the things that you've been through that have hurt you. You're supposed to leverage it for God's grace, right? That's where he that's where God is magnified. He's magnified in the shame and the condemnation. All right? Because we all have it but a lot of us don't necessarily expose it. So anyway, God's grace is supposed to, after you've suffered a little while, right? We've all suffered. When you recognize the things you've been through and they've hurt you, you recognize that. But God's grace takes that situation, gives you a different perspective, gives you healing, gives you you know thought processes and, and different things that you need so you can become strong, firm, and steadfast, okay? So that sounds like a mature being to me. I want to become mature. You know, I want to become strong, firm, and steadfast. And what does mature mean? You guys, it just means fully developed. And why is it hard for us sometimes to be fully developed? Because we realize the areas of our lives where we're not developed, right? Where we're immature, the places we've stayed hidden. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit tomorrow in the bonding episode and kind of the ingredients that we need for that. But I just want to stick to some definitions today for you guys about maturity. That way, as I said, when you recognize that you're suffering, right? After you suffered a little while, right? You recognize you're in distress. You can have some things in your mind to look to so you can say, okay, Lord, this is where I'm at. 
I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling the struggle, but this is who I'm trying to become. And so let's, let's break that down a little bit today, you guys. So I was looking up some different words for myself and I wanted to share it with you guys because if we're all trying to grow and mature in Christ, we're going to have these similar kind of, uh, traits that we're all going after. Okay. And that's the beauty of kind of, that's where the unity thing kicks in. When you have the Holy spirit, we're all going to be striving for these certain same Christ characteristics. And it's going to look different on all of us because we all have all different function. We have different, you know, desires and, and talents and that kind of thing, you know, but we're all going to, at the core, these are going to be things that we all want to develop. Okay. People who want to mature in Christ. So let's talk about what the, what the word firm means. Okay. Strong, steadfast, or determined in character, vigorous, resolute, enduring. Okay. You're determined in your character, you guys. Um, you know, character is those qualities that you have about you, the, the things that add value to you that you're trying to develop. All right, let's talk about steadfast. It means firmly fixed in faith or devotion to duty, constant, unchanging. Check this out. It means firmly fixed in faith or devotion. You guys, I learned a new definition for faith that I also think will help you. You know, you can add to what you know to faith to be in your life. You know, I know the definition in Hebrews 11, one, what does it say? Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for or something like that. Let's go back to that really quick. You guys now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Right? So it's, it's confidence in what you're hoping for and assurance about what you don't see, which is tied to faith, faith, you know, expecting a good outcome from God. You're confident in what you're hoping for, that he's going to develop these characteristics in you. All right. And you're sure of it because you know that God is good, you know, and he, he wants good for your life. So, you know, and on top of the, on top of the, uh, Hebrews 11, one definition, right now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let's just expand upon that and say, we are expecting a good outcome from God. Right. So for me, that just makes it super simple. Okay. Because when I used to hear that verse before, I'd be like, what, what does that even mean? You know? And so, uh, now I'm just like, you know, I can expect a good outcome from God. I can put that in my mind and say, Lord, I'm expecting a good outcome from you, regardless of what I may see in my present life right now and how you're even feeling sometimes, you guys, when the humanness starts kicking in and circumstances start kind of trying to shake you a little bit, okay? And uh, so anyway, we talked about being steadfast, right? You're, you are firmly um, fixed in your faith or your devotion to your duty, all right? Um, let's talk about the word strong. What does that mean? More morally powerful, firm, resolute, courageous, mentally powerful or vigorous. Okay. Especially competent or able who doesn't want to be competent in their life, you know, and I know Paul talks about, we are not competent in ourselves, but God makes us that way. And of course he does because he has all wisdom, right? So we go to him and he gives us what we need to be competent in the things he's called us to do. Like Adam, he wasn't all knowing in the garden. He didn't know everything, right? He, he, uh, he was born physically mature, but emotionally and mentally and stuff, he's God still needed to develop him and teach him. That's why he's given him tasks here and there. We're not born all knowing you guys still the same today. So God is going to allow us to be competent in the things that he's called us to do. And 
you know, if you're wondering what he's called you to do, again, you go back to what his grace is supposed to result in. You look back at the things you've suffered through, and then you see how God's grace delivered you from those things. So it's really not that complicated, you guys, as far as what your duty is. Your duty is just to see how God's grace has penetrated your life. And if it hasn't, then your duty is to figure out how it's going to. And, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was going to post something about it, but it kind of, I forgot about it. And it was, you know, instead of worrying about, you know, not being defined by sin, how do we be defined by God's grace in our life? What does that look like? What are the areas in your life where you're afraid to go there with God, right? Because the areas you're afraid to go there are the areas that are going to keep you stuck in immaturity, okay? Because you're not exposing your whole self to the process of growth, right? You're, you're hiding parts of yourself. So those parts that you don't reveal are going to stay hidden in the dark and secluded, and you're not going to grow and mature into the person that God wants you to be for the task of his grace, redeeming you from those things that you've, that you're suffering in because God wants to make you into a person that's able to, you know, help other people, uh, redeem their life. Right. We put language to the things that God is trying to say. We are his hands and feet. We are the tangible examples of his grace. People can look to us and say, Oh wow, definitely. That's God's grace on that person right there. I see where they were at and I see where they're at now. And that's going to be a continuous process, you guys. So anyway, let me continue here. Um, uh, let me cheat. There was, let me cheat. I can't talk you guys. Let me see. I know there's a couple other words I wanted to share with you guys. Okay. So maturity fully developed in character and powers, a mature thinker, highly developed approaching perfection. Okay. Um, full development. And as, as we said, the goal is Christ, right? But we're not going to get to full perfection, not on this earth because we have the knowledge of evil that we are dealing with and how does the knowledge of evil impact you it hurts you you want to go into hiding again when you want to go into hiding you're going to keep yourself in immaturity and so you guys we're always going to be contending with that until the lord takes us out right he comes down out the sky and says all right y'all we're going home or you know god takes us out when it's time to go and everyone else continues right so we have to just um realize that you know it's we are going to be approaching perfection, but while we're here on this earth, it's not always going to look perfect and feel perfect because of the knowledge of evil. So we have to just rest in that. And this is why God's grace is so crucial, you guys, and his love and all the other elements that he brings into the equation. Um, let's talk about, okay, so you know what? Let me, let me look back on here. So God's grace makes us strong, firm, and steadfast. I'm pretty sure I looked up all those words. I think I just shared firm with you guys. Okay, let's go like a quick recap. Strong, steadfast, or determined in character. Okay, firm. We just did that one. Okay, strong. I'm pretty sure I looked that one up, you guys. I'm not sure. Okay, morally, morally, powerfully. Okay, sorry. Morally, powerful, firm, resolute, courageous, mentally powerful, and vigorous. Okay, we talked about that. And then steadfast. Okay, let's talk about what steadfast means. I know I wrote that one down again this morning, you guys. I'm trying to think of where I wrote it down. I have it written down a couple times. You guys, you know what I've been doing over like the last year? I've been making like my own little dictionary notebook um, when I'm looking up words and just keeping them, keeping track of the ones because there's certain things you guys are going to read that are always going to pop up. So I'm making my own notebook for that. Okay, steadfast, firmly fixed in faith or devotion to duty, constant, unchanging. And we did talk about that too, you guys. So who doesn't want to become, you know, fixed in your devotion to your duty, right? Is it really that hard 
If your duty was just to convey God's grace to the world through the shame that you've experienced, is it really that difficult when you think about it? And how much did you really have to do except for just surrender those parts of yourself? You get, you get what I mean? Unless you're prideful, right? But God gives grace to the humble. So humbling yourself in your struggle, in your suffering, letting God's grace penetrate those areas, allowing him to give you the wisdom and perspective you need so you can become a, a person to... Uh, become a useful person in the sense of you can help redeem creation. You can help restore humanity by your own life and how God's grace has restored you. But if you're not even letting God, God's grace restore you, how are you going to become mature, firm, and steadfast? If his grace results in that, you cannot become mature, firm, and steadfast without it, right? Because you have the knowledge of evil. And like I said, what does the knowledge of evil do to you? It's going to mess you up, you guys. It's going to keep you down. So, those are the three, those are the three things that will be produced in you when you have God's grace in your life, you guys. And I don't, like I said, I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want to become, you know, more steadfast, firm, and secure. I want to be mature. I want to be fully developed, right? And um, I'm assuming that everyone listening to this podcast does, it does, you know, wants the same thing, okay? Um, especially when you're trying to take hold of you know, ruling and subduing, you're going to have to take some ground. You're going to have to be disciplined in this, you guys. Okay. And so, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to share with you guys really quick. Oh, and character. Let's talk about that really quick. What is that combination of qualities? You're distinguishing marks as a person. Okay. And so think about that. What kind of qualities do you want to have? Okay. You know, and this is where kind of knowing your values too. I'm going to give you guys a list of values really quick. Just a short little kind of, I'm, I'm going to give you some of the ones that I circled for myself. Okay. And, uh, you know, then we can continue to talk about this. But, you know, we'll talk about character. You know, when you talk about character, we're talking about, you know, being uh, faithful, responsible, courageous, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, character in your friendships. Um, like I said, friend, what is it? <laughs> Responsibility. Um, I'm drawing a blank, you guys. Having faith. Okay. Expecting a good outcome. I'm trying to think there's this book I was going through with my kids, the book of virtues. And it talked about, uh, like there's 10 or 11 character traits. And my mind is drawing a massive blank right now because I have this other thing in front of me, this, this core values. So just knowing, knowing, you know, the main character traits that you want to possess in your life and then knowing your values, right? So let's, let's list some of those off. So being um, authentic, assertive, uh, boldness, calmness, clear-mindedness, committed, community, compassion, connection, contentment, uh, faith, freedom, fulfillment, giving, growth, hope, humility, leadership, love, openness, peace, relationships, self-control, self-worth, trustworthiness, truth, unity, Okay. Vitality. Those are my values. Those are, and there's a lot there. And, um, like I said, knowing your values and knowing the character traits that you want to, you know, develop in yourself and, uh, you know, just not being afraid of those things. But like I said, you have to know by definition what these things are, you guys. And so I just want to share that with you guys really quick. Becoming Christ-like is really not that difficult. It's not that evasive. It's not a mystery. It's not a comp. It's not like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? It's really just putting language to it, looking at human character traits and saying, okay, Lord, you know, who do I need to become to get out of the hole that I'm stuck in in my life, right? Because it's all going to go back to the context of your life, identifying the hole that you're stuck in, and then just being able to, to climb out of it in that way. So anyway, you guys, 
I hope this makes sense. Um, I hope you guys got some value out of this podcast and out of this episode today. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about bonding and what we need in the maturing process. What do we need from God and other people to help us in this process, you guys? So we're going to be talking about that. So I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome rest of the day and I will see you next time.